So guys, um, my mom started watching Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Oh. Now, uh-huh. that's a unique experience, I can imagine. You're like, imagine. Mom, that's John right there. That's him. <laughs> it was the first one. She was like, we like him. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we do. So he's the one we like, right? Okay. Yeah. And then I was like, no, no, that's Jamie. And then she was like, what? And then she him too. confused. Welcome, everybody. It's Wednesday. Selena's talking about her mom. Yeah. Eric's talking about his computer. And I'm talking about the both of them. Hi. 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 That's an you? accurate representation. Mm-hmm. I'm good. How are you, Zach? You haven't been having to use English that much lately, have you? Well, maybe. Yeah, actually, I have. We do the <laughs> live. convincing. <laughs> 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 yeah, we speak English every day. Um, but I would like to see you do the podcast in Danish. <sighs> maybe we should learn just enough Danish to get by an episode. Yeah, That would be fun. It would be like the All Pig Latin episode of Drew Carey. The only Danish I get in my life is when people walk into Selena's room while she's recording, and I have to edit it out. Where they're like, I can make dick clouds in, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty accurate. Secretly, you're saving those, right, for practice later? Sure. And my <laughs> recycle bin. No, I don't have a recycle bin. That's <laughs> only you have a recycle bin between us, I think, Eric. And it is currently empty. That's good. Staying on top of your uh, computer things. We really yeah. don't know how to intro this podcast today, clearly. Mm. It's hump day. So that's our excuse, right? Yeah. It's the middle of the week, something like that? Yeah, middle of the week, and uh, you know, it's snowing a lot here. Is it snowing by you? Let's talk about the weather some more at the beginning of the show. <laughs> has winter come? Yeah, Is it that has. what you're getting at? What's it like over there? Um, Not very wintry at all. It's very disappointing. Ooh. What, uh, what temperature is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Could you please go find your thermometer? Let me just stick my finger out the window and check <laughs> for you. Degrees, brick. Don't we you know that. roughly Celsius like... Celsius or yeah. the other one? During the week, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Centigrade. Eric's got you the know. fancy words, ladies and gentlemen. What's That's good. Co- okay, He'll I'm, need them today. He'll I'm need his fancy words. Fine, weather in... Uh, where are you? Where do you think I am? What's the city? Think she is? It's 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 freezing, dude. It's it's uh, Selena. It's thirty two degrees Fahrenheit. That is zero. Oh, well, you centigrade. know, here beyond the wall, we don't feel the cold as much as as you do. So for me, it's just normal. <laughs> I'll tell you where it isn't cold. It isn't cold in <laughs> Magar's Holdfast. And why nope. is that? Because because nope. there's something's lots of on women. fire. Yes, women packing, crowding the benches. Not as hot as it is inside the Septa Baylor, though. Um, admittedly, that is packed to the brim. But Sansa and the Hens, uh, by the way, I trademarked that uh, name for, for, for future use of band, a band or... Okay. Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, Sansa <laughs> and the Hens are in the keep with Queen Cersei getting ever drunker um, as battle and armor clashes and... Well, battle looms and armors clash uh, just outside. I'm going to read the beginning paragraph of the chapter because sometimes we like to set it up. And I was thinking to myself, what better way to set it up than the guy who actually wrote it setting up What better way indeed. Right? Mm -hmm. The torches shimmered brightly against the hammered metal of the wall sconces, filling the queen's ballroom with silvery light. Soak it in, people. (laughs) Yet there was still darkness in that hall. Sansa could see it in the pale eyes of Sir Illyn Payne, who stood by the back door still as stone. Taking neither food nor wine, she could hear it in Lord Giles's racking cough and the whispered voice of Osney Kettleblack when he slipped in to bring Cersei the tidings. So that's basically what's happening this entire chapter. We've got 
hanging out and Magor's Holdfast happening, but all the while Cersei drinks and Cersei gets updates from the battle brought into her yes. by Carrier Pigeon, aka people who kneel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Cersei getting more and more, you know, snarky. We get a lot of Cersei in this chapter and in, in the next Santa chapter as well, which I really enjoy. Because it's the mm-hmm. first time that we really, I think, get into under her skin, you know? Yeah, she always has this extra degree of nakedness in front of or around Sansa where mm-hmm. she gives Sansa this great insight into being queen. She gives her all these life tips, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. So <laughs> this isn't doing. this isn't the first time, but it is another time where we get a lot of tips from Cersei to Sansa and you know, she kind of is taunting Sansa in a way, but also it's it's weird. It's like a backhanded, you know, a uh, series of backhanded um remarks about her where it's like oh yeah you know if you marry my son uh you're gonna have to learn how to deal with death and destruction and all this other stuff so it um it's an interest. it makes for an interesting play and i actually just like reading these dialogue or this dialogue in this chapter between Mm -hmm. these two characters because you know it's kind of on one hand it's downtime but there's this threat looming that you know very real threat that they're all going to be raped and killed um and so seeing how each of them react to that, you know, and the women are praying and, 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 and joining in song and Cersei is drinking and keeping her bodyguards close. You know, it's just kind of a different way of, of dealing with the problem. Yeah. You got to give credit to Cersei though, because all of these things, like you said, are happening outside. Let's remember people, the battle of Blackwater is happening outside. And let's also remember that it is much more gruesome and scary than it was in the TV show. So all of that being said, I think that she deserves a little praise from us for not completely tearing into Sansa like I think she could have. I completely agree. I think, I mean, and obviously the wine probably helps a lot with this, but Cersei just displays a lot of of guts in this chapter in her own very, very special Cersei way. You know, it's it's yeah. her way of dealing with this, but she's doing a good job. She's still bitter about not being a man. We get it. <laughs> you know, at this point, it's like, yeah. Well, that, that but, does lend more uh, favor to, to Cersei for actually still doing this. Like, they, exactly. the only, the, yeah, yeah, the only reason all these women are here is because she was expected to, like, have this gathering uh, for the women. I mean, there's a lot of Eowyn in her in this chapter, and I hate making that comparison <laughs> because I love Eowyn. But, you know, the Battle of, of Helm's Deep and, and everything that this is very similar to that. And the way that Eowyn had to, she wanted to fight. She wanted to go out there and, and be a man. But ultimately, she was required. I've just seen Two Towers a few days ago. So oh. it's like fresh in I was like, well, was Eowyn, <laughs> Eowyn was probably trained in battle, though, where Cersei was not. No, I just, I just mean like she was never in a position where she was able or allowed to take up arms. But she had to take the women and children into the caves. And ultimately, she did a really good job with it because it was the only... Th- she didn't sneak out into the battlefield like later but this time she didn't she stayed and she kept the women and children as safe as she possibly could because that was her job and Cersei is kind of the same way until you know the end when she wants to kill them all they don't have Gimli is the thing like protecting them toward the glittering caves but they do have Tyrion they have Tyrion but Gimli his body count was way too high I mean (laughs) I agree with you majestical the best I just could go on about Gimli son of the line I could just keep going. But there's there's honor to what Cersei is doing because she is offering them protection. But I guess it's not until the very big reveal at the end of the chapter that, well, maybe it's not quite pro- – well, it's protection, but it's her brand of protection. 
Um, you know, they're safe right now, but should somebody actually break through all the other layers and reach their keep, uh, you know, Sir Ilian will save them from being raped by killing them. And you can argue, is that, is that, a, is she trying to do them a mercy or is she just trying to screw, uh, Stannis over? Because she's basically depriving him of hostages, right? In Sansa's case, it's it's more of I'm going to do this because I don't. Want, I mean, I don't want to spoil my own. That's at the end of the chapter, so I won't say it. <laughs> but oh, basically, okay. uh, my point is, it's different for Sansa than it is for the rest of them. Like she's doing it because she's expected to do it, and I don't see it as a great honorable move because she's allowed them to be here. Because facing facts, if they are defeated, it doesn't matter where they are; they're going to be found. And things mm. are going to happen. Like it, it doesn't matter. They're going to be ran mm. by people. It's just going to the castle's going to be stormed. That'll be it. But their place, though, in the holdfast is far enough away to buy them time. So that's the key here. They're further away from where people will reach easily. Yeah, and I mean, each of the, the women, it is said, um, will fetch a, a fair price or fetch a little ransom. Uh, that's what Cersei says. But it is different with Sansa um, because of the family that she comes from, of the Starks. You know, she says, you've been going off into the godswood and praying for our defeat, this, that, the other thing. Well, the Starks will not gain anything from the Lannisters' loss tonight because if we lose, you're going to be killed along with me. Yeah. And that's a really interesting situation. But all the time, she's still training Sansa. She says uh, at one point, you know, stop sounding like a mouse, you know, sound out, be your woman now. We both know this, you know, you need to speak more assertively. Um, and all this, it's a very weird interplay um, mm-hmm. between them because Cersei wants Sansa to be the, like a good queen or a proper queen or something. She's still, I don't know why she, she bothers, you know, but I think at some point, could it really be possible that she still thinks that a marriage to Joffrey would happen? I mean, at this point, that's what's going to happen. And I yeah. think that that's why she's even talking to Sansa. I think that Sansa being in the same position that she was in so many years ago, not quite the same, but close enough, it's allowing Cersei a person to talk to. And yeah. being fueled by more alcohol, that's someone else to talk to. But do yeah. I think it's it's actually because she wants to train Sansa and that she likes Sansa? Hell to the no. Like, absolutely not. Like, all of this is just at Sansa's own expense. Like, this advice that she's giving Sansa isn't decorated in niceties. It's with an insult every single time. And Mm -hmm. it's not like it shouldn't be that way because Sansa is acting kind of dumb. Sansa doesn't understand how intelligent Cersei is, and she doesn't understand how her age has given her such an advantage to the kinds of things that she's trying to lie about in front of her. It's just not going to work. No, but at the same time, though, I think that there is something to be said for, and we see this as well in the next Santa chapter especially, but even in this one, there is something very, because Cersei and Sansa are such completely different characters, but there's something very, very similar in the way that they are dealing with this situation because neither of them are panicking. You know, right. neither of them are making a spectacle of themselves. And I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that Sansa... Her learning curve is just so slow at this point compared to the other characters. And the small victories and, and, and problems that she faces, it's just so funny because they're big problems. But in comparison to the other characters, it's, they're just not that big. But I I don't know. I still think there's something to be said for the way that Sansa behaves in this chapter that is admirable in a way. You know, even faced with this threat from Cersei. I mean, how many girls if faced with the fact that, yeah, if you know, we lose this battle, I'm going to kill you. 
and she still just manages to sit there. You know, I think that's pretty cool in some in a way. I definitely think that she saved her own ass by not breaking down and sort of giving in to the level of conversation Cersei was going for. Yeah. Mm. Because I'm pretty sure Cersei was just like, all right, well, all of this is happening outside. We basically have a 50-50 shot here, maybe 60-40, and it's not in our favor that something bad is going to happen. So Cersei is saying things to the degree of this is the end of our friendliness to one another mm. like if you buy into what i'm saying and you start talking in the same conversational vein we're probably going to go at it and when this is done there's going to be some kind of repercussion if you do cross the line but i mean you're right sansa holds it together and never crosses the line when she could have so you think she was baiting her for like conflict for confrontation it's all part of the game you mm. know just the way she's talking in general uh, sansa had the moment where cersei was saying i know what you've been doing at the godswood and for me i was like oh shit like cersei <laughs> found out about sir dantos and sansa yeah. sansa's eyes flicker to sir dantos who's flying a wooden broom around entertaining people in the hold fast which is pretty hilarious you know but again she holds her composure and, and doesn't go on to say anything she doesn't even look at him to give anything away right. and cersei goes on to be saying you know the thing she was threatening her about or the thing she was accusing her of was oh you were praying against us why else would you be praying there and it's like oh score you saved yourself right there like nice job yeah i mean in in being so i want to say passive while other readers may say oh it's boring we just get to kind of take it in and you know we move on it's a short enough chapter that it's not really grating that not a whole lot happens or, you know, because we're still learning stuff. It's it's just done in such a way where, you know, Sansa's not very an, a very active character. But there's not a whole lot you can do when Sir Ilian's guarding the door, you know. And, um, I mean, maybe if anything, she should go up to him and offer to, to polish ice because <laughs> he, he doesn't – or clean ice for him because it seems like he needs some work in that area. Um but beyond that, there's not a whole lot she can do in this room. I think that we learned a lot about Cersei, though. Not, I mean, we made the joke earlier about, yeah, we get it, she wants to be a guy. But this chapter served the purpose of going even, even further into that. We had two situations where that was allowed to happen. One, she's getting so drunk, and she keeps talking about Jamie, And she keeps talking about how they were little. They were so alike that they were able to switch clothes, and they'd play as the other person for an entire day. and no, Oh, no it's difference. like that Tamora Pierce book that I used to love. Which? Song of the Lioness. Just like that, except not at all, because <laughs> that was a children's book. Hmm. If if this had if Dor if Game of Thrones had been a children's book, Cersei and Jaime would have changed places, and Cersei would have you know trained to be a knight, and then they would have found out, but accepted her anyway. And, and for some reason, Jaime without training would have been wonderful. Still, yeah. Yeah. just had this like just bravery that came with him in his sword arm. I mean, Jaime. Speaking of bravery, like that, that's hit on a little bit too by by Cersei saying about the. Men, their power is their sword, and Sansa argues that, well, they're brave for going out and, and doing that. But, you know, to Cersei's point where she says, Jamie says he only ever feels alive when he's in the heat of battle or in bed. She throws <laughs> that in. Uh, you know, it's kind of to her own credit that he, he should say anything like that. But um, if if men really only ever feel alive when in battle, yeah. uh, don't you think that speaks deeper to like, well, maybe that's why there's always war? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that's or something like question. that like or can you really argue you know for against this conflict that's happening because it seems almost destiny it seems like quite the trade-off though i'm interested to see what you guys think about it i mean there's the flip side you've got this society where men are above the women but when it comes to wartime all of the able-bodied men are essentially shoved outside with no choice mm. you know like where's the trade-off there 
Like, where would what position would you guys rather be in? Like, would you rather sort of live disgruntled and under the boot, like with a Cersei situation, like she just did not have the chance to train to be a knight, or would you rather be in the situation where if something like this happens, you're expected to fight? That's a good question. I mean, it's a it's it's a really good question because I think a lot of people in the series, you know, there's they see. I mean, being a knight, you have your independence. I mean, that's probably one of the reasons Brienne wants to. Hey, Brienne, shout out. Wants right. to fight. And Arya <laughs> want to fight to, to train to be knight because they feel like that's their, their way to freedom, if you will. But, I mean, in wars, if the men are killed, then the wives are basically doomed to starve or to be raped or to sell their bodies, anything like that. So I think you lose no matter what if war comes, yeah. no matter right. who Right, it kind of amounts yeah. to just waiting around to be raped other yeah. than, you know, at least with fighting, you are controlling your fate in a way that is different because you're wielding a blade and can actually have a chance of winning um, by your own, you know, Basically, Mary. all their lives suck. <laughs> yeah, so I think what we've discovered out of this weird question is that peace is much better than whatever this is, essentially. Yeah. So that's pretty much it in this chapter. We're dealing with Sansa talking to Cersei while she's drunk and learning more about the two of them. All the while, I'm wanting better battle things being told from the outside. Like, I want to be told what's happening beyond the Mudgate. How cool would that have been? Because the chapters leading up, it was kind of staggered with... Davos is doing this. Now it's Tyrion's turn and they're doing this. It would have been cool to say something like, oh, okay, the Budgate was breached or they were able to fight them off. It's true. We did get a quick update on Joffrey, though, that he was throwing men into the water <laughs> or something like that. And uh, Cersei ordered him to be recalled um, because it was too dangerous. And we did see that in the show, but I, I think it, it it is kind of... It also adds to her character that she was, and I think uh, one of the men talked back to her and is like, but the imp said, and she's like, it's what I say matters, you know? So <laughs> she was throwing her weight around a little bit too, and, and we learned that they are in fact, I guess the the timeline is synced up to where that, I guess he was told, no, she was told that the mud gate was breached, or not, not no, breached. No, she was told that it was being attacked, it was being, being attacked. a battering ram. A yeah. battering ram. Well, speaking of things that break through stuff, let's talk about owns because it breaks Ooh. through stuff. Ears, That's nice. Yeah, walls. I'll go first. My own goes to uh, Sir Giles. Um, Giles <laughs> for coughing. For coughing. Coughing. It's his coughing. His coughing um, just adds to the overall sense of damage or danger of death, of dying, of foreboding, of shortened life expectancy. All that comes with this whole environment. But um, also, at one point, he is. Drinking mighty lot, and um, I think he passes out in front of everybody. So yeah, uh, my own definitely to to Lord Giles. I okay. wish it was actually Giles, then he would get my own as well. Save the day. <laughs> okay, uh, mine is a quote from Cersei when she says, "I mean, she has a lot of good quotes in this, but I think this one sort of sums up her character and what she thinks of the people around her." I would sooner face any number of swords than sit he blah blah helpless like this, pretending to enjoy the company of this flock of frightened hens. You know, in that <laughs> one, she's putting herself above all of them, and she's saying, you know, basically that she wishes that she was Brienne made of Tarth, and who doesn't <laughs> made of Tarth? Made of Tarth. Made of Tarth. Like M A D E. Made in Tarth. <laughs> Your quote makes me want to run into the middle of them, press B, charge my sword, and spin around and see how many chickens I, I can just... hit at once. 
played you Zelda know? today. Yeah, I played it, it last night. It was so good. I started Majora's Mask again. Uh, <laughs> I worried when Cersei said that, that all the other women were going to be like, bitch, you know, but I guess they're <laughs> close <laughs> enough. <laughs> they're I guess they're close enough together that, because at one point Cersei reaches out and touches Sansa's hair. And I read that and I was like, oh, she's, they're close. They're really close <laughs> together because otherwise, I mean, I imagine maybe they're like further apart in the show or like something but what, i just physically? imagine everybody was listening into their conversation mm. but maybe it was yet intimate enough that she could just have that derision for all the women around her um, yeah because otherwise it would work against her you know she wants them to go back to their husbands if they win and be like oh she was so graceful she never doubted the outcome all that other stuff. yeah i mean i imagine that there it's kind of like you know that they're sitting like by on the top of the table and the women mm-hmm. are sitting further down the hole calling yeah. them hens it's kind of i mean it's it's hurtful. Man, there are worse <laughs> things to be called, though. You know, it's true. It's I agree. True. They are hiding while a fight goes on outside. So, yeah. think of worse things. This is where the Kira Knightley came out in her the entire like last half of this chapter. You know, like the TV show. She was just drunk. Very good, dear. Ah. My own does not go to Cersei. I was going to give it to her, and then I remembered something else. It doesn't go to Kira Knightley either. Oh. But I am going to read what my quote was. I think Eric uh, paraphrased it earlier or read the exact same thing. Who knows? You heard me. Oh, excuse me, let's make that sound a little bit better. You heard me. See how different things can be, people? So perhaps you had best pray again, Sansa, and for a different outcome. The Starks will have no joy from the fall of House Lannister, I promise you. She reached out and touched Sansa's hair, brushing it lightly away from her Ooh. neck. That's not going to be my own, but I thought that was an honorable oh. mention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honorable mention? Honorable yeah. mention. That just came out. Anyway, my actual <laughs> own is going to go to Joffrey, I think. Joffrey's going to get my own this chapter. Now, hear me out. While Cersei was getting a battle update in the chapter, we learned that Joffrey is out with the archers on the battlements. Don't you worry, your grace. Excuse me, your grace. He's out there (laughs) and he's giving tips to all the crossbow guys and just how to load and use their crossbows. So they're going to be in good shape afterwards. So it goes to the king for, you know, getting out there in the rough of things and getting on the uh, fourth line and uh, telling people how to do their job. You know, good for the king. Yeah. Yeah, good for the king. He's not a complete uh, scaredy cat. He hasn't gone inside and sought refuge yet. So do you want to change your own to Joffrey as well? No, (laughs) no, not quite that. Not quite that much. Well, before we get too caught up in this conversation, I think it might be best to transfer ourselves to where we talk about a few things that you guys said. Now, these aren't going to be limited to owns because why would we do that? That's not fair. (laughs) We are now going to read some stuff that was sent in via Twitter. Okay. Um, you want to take that first one, Eric? Yeah, first one Go is from it. John Johnny, who I imagine has a first name of John, a middle name of Johnny, and a surname of Johnny. That's Johnniest. the second one. Johnist, mm-hmm. maybe. John Johnny Johnist. Johnnington. Johnnington. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Squares 53 on Twitter says, Catching up on Game of Owns on episode 148, Realizing the Killers When You Were Young song amusingly fits Sansa. Hmm. Hmm. He I doesn't look a thing like Jesus. I need to give it another listen, but I do remember the part where he says when you were young. <laughs> and something about being on a cardinal direction skyline. Or was it, it was like northeast maybe? Something like I that. I think it has to do with being um, enchanted by someone who's not quite the way you imagined. And child- it, Sansa has those childhood fantasies all the time. I would think that was pretty cool. Um, also, we got another uh, comment. Uh, we talked about this, I guess, on a previous episode. Somebody mentioned listening to us on one and a half speed. Apparently, it's all the rage. Um, <laughs> Mon- <laughs> don't try this at home, guys. More yeah, people are don't. doing this. This is the part of the show where if it were a video podcast, you'd see a small font or small print 
you know, professional drivers, closed course. Uh, Manuel Paredes uh, said, speed listening, speed listening through Game of Owns is truly amazing. Hmm. They sound like Samuel Tarly (laughs) after a couple of helium shots. Are you sure that's not just Micah doing Samuel Tarly? It could be. (laughs) Because that sounds like that. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I listened to it myself, I think, a few days ago, just because everyone else was, and I was like, I'll see what this is like, and oh, man, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Who could put up with all those Zelda references being flung at you in ten times speed? Har har. Our, listen, our listeners love it, Eric. I don't know what you're talking about. Our next tweet is from Ida Azkoff, who just wants to give everyone a quick reminder. Just a quick Osco. reminder. Game of Can Owns. we have it? Um, Ida Osko. Thank you, Ida Osko. Oh, is it Ida Osko? Yep. Natalia Siminova. Yes. Imagine how mad they get when we mispronounce Ash High. Oh, yeah, that's true. What does she have to say? She didn't say anything other than she posted <laughs> a picture of Eric wearing fishnet with a small girl. So just want everybody and else what to say. what do you really need to <laughs> no, say? That sounds um, more scandalous than it is. Just look it up. EricSkullFishnet.tumblr.com. I think that's what it is. I think it is. I really do. The young lady in question is Willow Shields. And I paid to have my photo taken with her at a Hunger Games convention. So there you go. How much do you have to pay? Money exchange hands. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't quite remember. Did they you have saw to pay extra net. for wearing the fish? I had to pay double That's for... That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Is it? No, it's a Finnick costume mm-hmm. play. Yeah. yeah. You know. You know. He's from the fishing <laughs> village. You know. Anyway, right. Ida, thank you because of you. Listeners everywhere will not be able to uh, ever forget that. Thank you, Ida. Um, from Justine Morris on Twitter. She says, great review today from one of your tropical listeners in sunny Florida, smiley face. Fortunately for me, winter will not be coming here. Mm. (laughs) That's Mm. what you think. It's only Florida. It's not Brazil. Yeah, well, welcome to all the humidity coming your way real soon, Justine Morris. Enjoy it. Sending winter winds your way. Gordon Walsh, Gordy Walsh, says, six brother fucking seconds need trailer (laughs) in my life now. There are not enough endorphins for the epicness. Oh, yeah, Smiley face. There was we got a, trailer, a preview, guys. didn't we? There's still we so did. much to get excited it's about. It's six brother fucking seconds. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we've Sounds got an like entire Cersei's six brother fucking seconds here. Mm. Wow. I just watched it just then. Just, yeah, just, how was it? Just, just then I watched it actually three times. And <laughs> <laughs> actually just then I now I've watched it a fourth time. Um, I guess I have it on. It's 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 uh, Joffrey's looking pensive. That's all I have to say. Pensive, okay. Or bored, mm. out of his mind. Either way, Pensive they're, they're very bored. often confused. If he falls asleep, you know, seconds later, we'll know which one it was. Wow. We had plenty of time for the titles, though. Titles took up a little bit of that time. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> we won't do that to you on this show, guys. Our titles and things, we just leave out. It's all about the juice, the nectar of the show. Mm-hmm. Some would call it goo. Let's do an email. Let's read something from Facebook. Yes, from Kristen Anderson. She says, So this happened. Went to take the Black Stout for the first time, and Omagong was having a tasting of a different beer. Ended up talking to the guy for a little and left with the stout and two free Game of Thrones glasses he had in the back. Oh my god, what did you say to him? Guess I don't need to buy those pint glasses anymore. Ooh. I approve this, Kristen Anderson. Well did done. Did you name drop Game of Thrones? She might have. Uh, that is shocking that they do not, that they would have these glasses just in the back. 
He must like have that. liked you. Mm-hmm. Well played, Kristen. Yes, and uh, to all of you who are within relative driving distance to the Omagong Brewery uh, in New York, I uh, envy you all, each of you. They could be bought at specialty places. Just call places in your area and just be like, do you guys have the Game of Thrones beer? They'll know. They'll well, mine, know. Yes, uh, Binny's in, in Chicago has the Take the Black Stout, but they do not have the Blonde Ale because it's, according to them, old. Um, Super it's, old. It's still Game of Thrones beer. I mean, come on. But uh, Take the Black Stout is all you can find here, which I'm a little disappointed. And I would imagine that Omagong still sells the Lannister Ale, so I hope, anyway. But um, actually, we had a very interesting comment uh, first on Facebook, and it led us to iTunes. Uh, you want to read that? Yeah, this is a, it was a, a winding, twisty trail that led us here from Ayanis Josephine, or Josephine, excuse me, with that soft J. It says, Five lonely stars shine in silence on the French iTunes store, where my <laughs> review rests unsung. Just saying, by the way, Selena's appearances are rare and far apart. Please bring back the complete Goo Squad together. Well, we're here. And what we did this week, you know, I mean, no one else needs to be here, right? We're all here. The Gooster Squad, I think. The Gooster Squad. Eh, Let's throw that one in the back and the pile of the other bad names. (laughs) In the pile of the. (laughs) Throw it back. Catch catch photo release there, Zach. Well, it led us, or or me earlier. I I checked a little, some different nations on the review (laughs) store and, and uncovered quite a few that we hadn't read yet. So I found a review. And if it's not your review, for the love of all things French, please tell me, and I'll try to remedy it. But this was posted in the French <laughs> iTunes. The five stars, Gorian. Ooh. This podcast reigns supreme. Ooh. I've tried everything Game of Thrones in the podcast verse. I gave each one a very long shot for weeks and months. Some are better than others, with varying measures of nerdism, humor, and analysis of George R. R. Martin's body of work. This podcast reigns supreme thanks to the right balance struck between the nonsensical outbursts of jokes made here and there, Zach, the joyful interactions of the hosts, Micah, who've (laughs) known each other for years, and the time, intellect, and talent spent at analyzing the mechanics at play in the Song of Ice and Fire saga. What sets this podcast apart is the feeling of belonging to a group of like-minded friends. This is social media at its finest, and I enjoy so much more the saga on paper and on screen thanks to Game of Owns' installments. Indulge Aww. three times a week during the off-season, and all symptoms of withdrawal shall soon disappear. Greeting from an expatriate expat- in Qatar? Expatriate in Qatar. Ooh, Qatar. Yeah. Mm, wow. Qatar. That, is, that is next to Saudi Arabia. It is that over is there. Indeed. Wow. That's such a great comment. Thank you. Yeah, that was full of really nice words. Yes, yes and we received a comment. I'm not familiar <laughs> with the style of how this looks. What, what what media platform was this? The one that is titled Theon and Sadness. <laughs> uh, that is a screenshot from my email client. Theon oh, and Sadness. Yeah. Star. Now I see it. Star hand comment. Reply. Reply all forward X and close. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Okay. Technology podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Right, right before we read your email. Ronan War sent in an email, and it's just a quick question or comment to us. We like it uh, like that. We do. Sure to uh, spark our interest. Uh, it's uh, titled Theon and Sadness, <laughs> and they say, I wonder what Theon's body count is. And also, do you think we will ever see female White Walkers slash others in the show slash book? That's an interesting question, actually. We have seen a female, um, we saw the child in the pilot. 
the girl child That's with blue true. eyes. Boom. Oh, there. Oh. Yeah. Piloted. <laughs> I just watched it yesterday. <laughs> it's a good question, though. I think that we will – I mean, I'm sure that some of the stand-ins that they have with all the CGI on them, I'm sure some of those motion artists or motion actors – were female. You know, maybe it's just like this chapter that we read with Cersei and Sansa and all the white women have to stay home. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know the answer to this. Selena, you probably know. There's probably some romance like on book in book five between a White Walker and John. Like, who knows? A White like, Walker and, and a human? It's like... I um, don't know. I'm just saying. Stranger things yeah. have happened. Maybe in Forks, Washington. Maybe in Forks, Washington. Maybe. <laughs> what a reference, Eric. Uh, John is going to is going to go around sniffing John and he's going to be like... Uh, Theon's body count. Uh, yeah. People two. in Winterfell and people at... Uh, the, two, the two innocent children that he had murdered. Yes. Uh, Dagmar Cleftjaw's assault uh dagmar on uh torrent square is it um mr cassell yes, yes. all our, of our our, good everything friend. that theon's mended as a result of his <laughs> his ordering and yes. he's live he didn't even for... do it himself wilding in the woods nice shot theon uh, yep yep okay true. that one was that's uh... true i give it to him that one that was pretty good all right so if any of you are counting at home uh please write in and tell us what the number we made it to is but um so far all we can be sure of is a few so please let us know. Mm-hmm. But it's it's higher than you would expect for someone who kind of has a dumb, vacant expression on his face most of the time. <laughs> Strong words, man. Are you losing a little bit of that Theon love? Not at all. I'm only uh, um, misguiding you all. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. I'm misleading. It's called a pump fake in football. You're trying to throw off the defense. Pump fake. Yes, it's I'm not gonna pump happen. faking you. Yes. We, we can smell it from a mile away, Eric, man. We're on episode 178 right now. Wow. And I believe that wraps up our uh, correspondence with you guys, um, at least for this episode. We'll have more on our Friday show. But before we get out of here, we do want to remind you just how you can submit your correspondence or feedback to us. We do. Um, you... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's something about a Twitter that I think we yeah. have at an address that I believe is at Game of Owns. There's also so. a rumor about a Facebook wall upon which mm. you can scroll, yes! which can be That's found at facebook.com slash game of owns. Yeah. And of course, our email address, game of owns at gmail.com. <laughs> no, 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 no. that's somebody else. Oh, really? Contact. Contact at gameofowns.com. So close. Don't email the other one. You'll, that's no good. Um, <laughs> okay, two, <laughs> two out of three, though. It's pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty good. I think so. I think that was a strong try. Yeah. Yes, and to all of you, such as Yanis, who have a their lone review on each of their country's iTunes, we salute you. You own your country's iTunes. That's very strong, Eric. But we are on iTunes. You can subscribe to us there and leave us feedback and rate us and review us the way that Giannis did, and owns will be had. And it helps others who uh, may not know about us to find us. I pray for Joffrey hmm. at the God's Wood. I do. Really? Yeah. You go all the way to the old gods? I pray for his guidance on how exactly to end this show after all of that. <laughs> um, I think the only way to do it is just by saying uh, goodbye, everyone. Please stay safe and join us on Friday's episode. We swear that we will be alive. I'm Zach. We solemnly swear we are up to no good. I'm Eric. And I'm Selena. I'm...
too tired to make jokes. Oh. Just that. Good night, Selena. Good night, everybody. <laughs> that was such a cute good night, Eric. I might never get those. <laughs> you know, I got a cuter one back, so I'm feeling really good right now. If you're listening to us on a high speed, good night, everybody. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> Wait, let's talk really fast, really quick. So when they listen to it on high speed, it's really bad. Right? Okay, I'm so just read yes. something. Oh, so we're all cursies. Man, I'm just so funny. I can't believe you took off your mask. I'm going to take off your mask. I'm going to take off your mask. I'm going to take off your mask. No treasons. All right. Owned. Fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Yeah.